Welcome back to the Dead to the World podcast. <laughs> I know, I, I, you were on your own. I'm all alone today. Nobody wanted to record with me. Should we try that again? Welcome back to, to the, the Dead, Dead to, to the, the World, world podcast. podcast. That was a little better. A little better. A little I'm better. Sure. I'm Lexi. I'm Mama Don. And I'm Tasha. And if you say we welcome you, I'll slap you. <laughs> and we are so happy that you've come back to listen to us today. So I say today, today, da 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 I say today that we dive right in. What do you think? Agreed. Just I mean, jump I mean, right I, in. I mean, I guess. Okay. Oh, wait. Actually, no. What? I would like to just announce that I did get a promotion at my job. <gasps> Congratulations. Thank you. Awesome. Now we can jump oh, right in. Oh, yeah. oh wait. Oh, wait. Oh, oh, no, we can't. I have something, too. I have to announce that I'm a grandma. Oh, grandma. Yeah. I'm an aunt. I'm an aunt. Finally. Also. Yeah, our beautiful little granddaughter was born on Thanksgiving Day. That is so weird to it's think. Very exciting. That it, oh, unfortunately, because she's been in the NICU yeah. for a little bit, but it, that's just crazy to think that much time has gone since she was born. Mm-hmm. And now, day wow. with all the COVID protocols, I haven't been able to see her yet. She's growing up so fast already. She is. So, um, yeah, peace out this weekend. I'm going to go see my grandbaby. I'll take care of your cats. As for you. you should. That would be great. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, now are we ready to go? I think now we're ready, yes. <laughs> okay, so we are going to talk. Wait, 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 wait. I don't actually have something to say, but actually, I didn't interrupt. You can introduce the subject. Oh, well, Mama Dawn and I the other day were talking about how the holidays are a very stressful time for everyone. Mama mm-hmm. Dawn had her own little stressful Christmas dream. So I was like, hey, maybe we should talk about stressful dreams around the holidays or just stressful holidays in general and maybe give our listeners some tips. Yes. Thank you. That was a great introduction. Marvelous. Thank you for the marvelous introduction. Wow. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Okay, go for it. All right. So I got some information from Huffington Post. No, not Huffington. (laughs) HuffPost. Oh, I believed it. I was like, what do you Um, mean? Huffington Post? HuffPost? What What? is it on Harry Potter? Uh, Hufflepuff? A huff and puff? A Hufflepuff. Oh, I thought a it was huff a huff and puff. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's... Oh, wait. That's on the the Three, three Little, little pigs. pigs. I'll huff and I'll puff. And the Hufflepuffs are like, huh? <laughs> I was going to say, I'm pretty sure it's Hufflepuff. And I'm not... I would never really consider myself like a You're not a big Potter fan. Yeah. I've been told I just need to read the books. I've I have been, not read them. I've been told I just need to actually watch all the films. Yeah, someday I'll read the books. I have not read all the books or watched all the movies, but I did take a quiz once online that tells you which one you're in, and I was Hufflepuff. Really? I don't know if, what that means, but there you go. There you go. Um, To my knowledge, I don't know if that's something to be particularly excited about. Okay, rude. I'm going to look up the characteristics of a Hufflepuff. Okay. Okay, it says... Hufflepuff characteristics include a strong sense of justice, loyalty, patience, and propensity for hard work hufflepuffs are also seen as nice almost to a fault Ugh, boring nice people just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i'm just teasing well i know that that's better wow. than slytherin yeah and no offense and <laughs> i don't know anything. nothing about harry potter i'm like gryffindor is overrated i don't know anything about uh, it. <laughs> gryffindor is overrated all the harry potter fans are screaming at us right now sorry guys yeah we should probably quit talking about stuff we don't know about and maybe get into stuff that we've actually researched yeah you should do that okay good i'll get started all right so the article huffpost.com by (laughs) (laughs) hufflepuff (laughs) Uh, that's how we got started with that in the first place anyway by robert vandy castle oh yeah and then i was gonna say oh he's in a castle like harry potter Oh, oh goodness. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. So the holiday 
is a joyous time. For Whether the, uh, Harry Potter, they got floating <laughs> stuff in the cafeteria. Oh, actually, though, the floating Wait, candles in Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. That's freaking the best. That is cool. I've seen people on TikTok do that for, like, their holiday parties for mm-hmm. Halloween. And, like, we're in Christmas now. But, you know. <laughs> I'm dead that our knowledge actually, isn't from watching the movies. It's watching people recreate it on TikTok. Such is our life. Okay, (laughs) back to the holidays. The holidays are a joyous time. Whether for deeper connection to religion, family, or friends, at work and at home, we're surrounded by celebrations and the spirit of giving. At least that's the ideal way to view this time of year. The reality of the holiday can also be enormously stressful. There's the intense focus on giving and receiving presents, spending money and meeting social obligations, which can produce uninvited anxiety. Whether conscious or not, the holidays are filled with situations in which we feel socially evaluated by others and assessed by our ability to give others what they want, materially and or emotionally. Hmm. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. So it's often difficult to make conscious sense of the conflicting messages we receive during the holiday season. On one hand, we're told the spirit of the season is one of selflessness and compassion. On the other, we're told to spend money and make people happy through finding and giving the perfect gift. But at night, when our conscious body is sleeping, our minds are helping us work through these mixed messages by ways of by way of our dreams. And identifying and understanding these dreams can be very important and therapeutic during this time of year. So many people are surprised after they decorate the house and spend the day making holiday preparations that their dreams are not always filled with pleasant images. These visions dancing through their heads are not often sugar plums. (laughs) There's an increase in dreams fueled by stress we otherwise ignore during the day. Some of the most commonly reported stress dreams during the holidays revolve around missing a flight, being overtaken by a tidal wave, falling from a great height, or even something as simple as losing your smartphone. Which, note, I actually did have a dream that I was on recently that we were like on a beach, renting a house on the beach, and there was a flood of water coming in, like between the houses, and we were worried about getting washed away. That was literally like a week ago. (gasps) I'd be like, my present, no! (laughs) We should do every part of that dream except for the flooding part. Yeah. What was that? Who was that? That was me, sorry. My throat decided it wanted to have its own part in this episode (laughs) without telling me. I agree with Lexi. Yes, we should have every part of that dream but the flood. That would be great. What What happens during the dreams can have a huge impact on our waking life. Our brains are interpreting the emotional memories of the day, helping us to process the most troublesome thoughts and revealing hidden anxieties. Which, once again, aren't our brains amazing that they help us process all of this stuff in our sleep? Amazing. It's like we do our own therapy in our dreams. Seriously, it is amazing. All right. So instead of interpreting these signs literally, though, our brains use all of the information available to it, which is why the images in our dreams are often highly symbolic. For instance, a seemingly never-ending list of things to do may be visualized by the mind as an open sea. The stress of upcoming deadlines, such as Christmas Eve, may likewise be interpreted by a dreamtime brain as a massive tidal wave. But the two together, and even people who live in the desert, can find themselves out to sea in a dream. 
Likewise, dreams related to falling through space often represent a loss of control. And even though it may seem as though the house is clean and the in-laws are snug in their beds, the holidays are shared experiences that are out of our individual control. True. So when you get in a party with a bunch of people, you can't control with what they ask you. When are you having kids? Are you going to get a better job? Are you going to go to school? Are you going to... Every question mom asks me every freaking day of my life. <laughs> yeah, she was rolling her eyes you're as the, I was saying those things. Are you the cause of the stress this yeah. holiday season, Are mom? you my holiday stress? Well, now that you've told me, I know not to be. I'm just, Thank I was you. Teasing. That was good communication. Oh, good job. Thanks. <laughs> so paying attention to our dreams can transform our lives. No better example of this can be found, perhaps, than the holiday theme story, Charles Dickens' 1843 novel, A Christmas Carol. Angry, embittered Ebenezer, Ebenezer Scrooge undergoes a complete transformation in a single night, the result of three dreams, which he experiences as visits from ghosts. Dreaming that he will die the next day unless he changes his selfish behavior, he is told to remember Scrooge, time is short, and suddenly you are not here anymore. His Christmas Day transformation is miraculous. Dickens himself was enormously appreciative of dreams. And how many dreams are common to us all, he wrote in his 1851 letter. We all fall off the tower. We all skim above the ground at a great pace. We all go to public places in our nightdresses and horribly disconcert, lest the company should observe it. So back in the day, that would be, I guess, wake, uh, dreaming that you were somewhere in your underwear, <laughs> basically, in the nightdress. Oh. Dreams can, in fact, be the greatest gift we receive at the holidays, and they're free. With no fancy ribbons or bows attached, dreams come to us whether we're prepared for them or not. In fact, in an average lifetime, every one of us will have approximately 100,000 dreams. Well, that's crazy. And what? That 100,000 dreams? 100,000 dreams. Yeah, it was taken from uh, Vandy Castle's 1994 book, Our Dreaming Mind. Can I exchange my 100,000 dreams for $100,000? <laughs> no. Darn. <laughs> Being aware of them, meaning our dreams, is of enormous importance. And there are several techniques to record these marvelous and wondrous journal journeys of self-discovery. And just like we've talked about multiple times on this podcast, it is awesome to keep a dream journal by your bed so you can write these things down right when you experience them. Them. Excuse <laughs> me, that was a weird them. Uh, keeping track of your dreams is the first step to understanding how dreams directly relate to your waking life. Just like Dickens' unforgettable character, every night in dreams, we have the opportunity to reinvent ourselves. And during the holidays in particular, we have the chance to let go of our everyday stress and let our brains make sense of it while we sleep. I thought that was a great article, and I like how it turned it around to be like, yeah, it's super stressful. But guess what? You can dream about that stress and not experience it during the day and enjoy your holidays. There you go. Sounds a, easier than it probably is. Oh, I'm but sure. I do like that. Yes. 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 Yes, yes indeed. Yes. And I did find a dream to go along with it. Would you like me to share? Share. Guess where it's from? Reddit. You are so correct. Cora. Oh. I thought she was going to be like, psych. No. And um, the user's name is Valentino DeSanto. And it's called Christmas Dream. Christmas I, Dream. I had a very interesting dream and I wanted to share before I forget. In my dream, my parents were out doing something at night, so I was home alone. I heard something outside my window, so I grabbed my bow and arrows. <laughs> I, I'm so sorry. 
Home alone. <laughs> home alone. Yes. Check. Right outside my windows. Check. Check. Okay. Yeah, I see where you're going. I couldn't help it. So I grabbed my bow and arrow. There were two burglars, one unarmed who tried to break out my window, or excuse me, break open my window, and one who was also had a bow and arrow who was trying to shoot me from outside. In the dream, we tried to hit each other through the windows until after some time, the burglar with the bow made greater distance and tried to shoot me through the kitchen window and the door from a position on the street, about 300 meters or 98 feet. Then we had a bow battle. Uh, For a little while, the entire time, I was dodging his arrows like they were flying in slow motion, and we both just kept shooting from the same positions because I knew from video games that in this battle, I had the far better angle. After a while, my arrows ran out, so I started shooting his arrows back to him. The first arrow of his landed me a shot right in his chest or stomach. It was dark outside, so I wasn't sure, but I think it killed him. The second burglar fled through the kitchen window and jumped on a bike that was standing in our garden. I chased after him and swung my bow at him until he flew off the bike and landed with some garden plates on him. And I'm not sure what a garden plate is, but that was in the dream. Or in the dream, yeah. Okay, I was just going to say, you said garden plates, and I'm like, huh? Yeah. A quick hit in the face with the bow, and he was dead. Then my mom and my stepdad came home when the sun was rising and saw me hitting something with my bow. I told my mom that I had killed two of them, and she said she saw one yesterday. After that, I stepped to the side so my stepdad and mom could get a good look at the dead dude. My mother turned around almost puking, saying, oh my God, it's a human. And I just answered, yeah, the other one must be lying over there somewhere in the street. The dream is not unrealistic because in real life I am good with a bow and I'm also trained in martial arts for a few years now. Does anyone have any idea what this could mean? I do. Oh, (laughs) I think it means we shouldn't give him a bow and arrow (laughs) in real life. Uh, Yeah. For Christmas, that is not what you're getting. Well, I think it's more like it's okay for him to have a bow and arrow. Maybe try not to be the burglar at his house. Okay. Valid. Yeah. Yeah. So I did a little dream interpretation on this. So starting off with the parents, um, that means exploring the influences they had over you. And as we've talked about in the past, like the dad symbolizes like an aggressive type personality and mom more sensitive. Um, the home represents the idea that uh, we're adopted at youth from your parents. The number two, because there were two burglars, uh, means you made, you're needing to make a choice, balancing two extremes in your life. Um, the burglars represent one aspect of you that may be undermining another. All right, so the bow and arrow. The bow as an instrument is used to propel an arrow can symbolize drive, while the arrow can represent goals of your desire to go after what you want. The bow has, sorry, I have to switch my page. The bow has associations with how you go about it. Uh, so to, bu- to bow in a dream can show concession or the need to be more flexible in a situation. The message can also be that you need to bow out or give in. So it's saying the bow and bow, it's the same word. Uh, kitchen, whenever it's happening in a kitchen. It has an association with our sense of well-being or how we are feeling nourished in life. The kitchen sometimes appears in a dream when we are exploring family dynamics or changes in a pattern adopted in childhood. Interesting. Can I never we, thought, sorry, I just 
that the kitchen would have so much significance. Yeah, that's interesting. To be honest, it doesn't surprise me, though, because really... It's like the heart of the home, Exactly. That's where everybody gathers around and talks. Well, and that's where you go to nourish yourself physically. That's true. Yeah. Well, unless you live at our house, then you go to McDonald's, (laughs) Taco Bell. (laughs) Anyway, um, the next one was killing someone because he killed the burglars. When killing is the theme of a dream, you may need to address self-defeating behavior and put it to rest. So basically like killing off your self-defeating behavior, which is very interesting. The garden. The garden can personify what you are planting and what you expect to harvest, as in how what you do today becomes the results of your experience tomorrow. And I actually just thought about this because... I literally took it as garden, but as I was rereading it, I realized mom was M-U-M, which I think is more like a East or a British. European, oh, British. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I know in Britain, I'm pretty sure a garden is just the lawn. Oh, yeah. They'll just so, and I do talk re- about like the yard. Yeah. And so I do remember from a previous dream where we were talking about like grass grows rapidly. So it's like nurturing and something is growing. So I don't know. I should have thought about that before just right now. <laughs> That's okay. We'll continue. Um, bike, because the uh, burglar gone on a bicycle. As a type of transportation symbol, the bicycle is symbolic of exploring how you are moving forward. So in this case, it was the burglar that was on the bike. And the burglar represents aspects of you that are undermining your progress. So it seems like you might be sabotaging your progress moving forward in the dream or in real life. Uh, so now the interpretation. So I I mean, this dream screams change, if anything. Like oh, all of them are about change, but it just seemed like almost everything was like change, change, change. So it seems that you may be struggling with the way that you were raised versus the way you want to live. Uh, you obviously really care about your parents and you want them to be proud of you, but you may have drive to accomplish something that you aren't quite sure they would approve of. Having this dream at Christmas time may be triggered by family gatherings where you are constantly asked how you were doing, how's life, how's work, etc. This could be uh, any change from where you live, work, to who you date. My guess is your parents will be proud of you no matter what choice you make. And so make a choice that works best for you because you're the one that has to live with it. Which, good advice. Yeah, good advice. I'd have to say so. <laughs> yeah. And that was my contribution to this episode. Nice. Cool. Thank you. I think we're going Tasha next, right? I yeah. don't know, are we? Yeah, yeah. I'm the loser today. <gasps> the loser. It's me. On a Christmas episode. <gasps> Depressing. Okay, hold on. Let me get my paper here. I do want to say thank you to Valentino DeSanto for having such a good dream for me to interpret, by the way. I really enjoyed that one. Tosh, take it away. <laughs> okay, here I go. <laughs> um, okay, so Christmas stress. I mean, come on. Who wants that? We all have it. Except for Frosty the Snowman. Uh, He's stressed about melting. He's got to get to the North Pole. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's so true. Anyways, okay. So I got some information from, I think it's Direxel, I think is how you pronounce it, .edu. .edu. Someone tell me, is that a credible thing? A .edu is the most (laughs) credible. .edu is like from a university. Education. Connection. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Got it. You guys got mad at me for starting things. (laughs) We're not seeing Okay. It's a wrap. commercial. Education. Okay. Don't okay. Go. Anyways. Um, okay. So the winter blues, you know, g- just some things here real quick that could cause some 
Wait, Lexi, are you doing causes or how to prevent it? How to prevent it. Okay, good. Because for causes, winter blues. (laughs) So (laughs) getting to the office before the sun rises and leaving when it's already dark outside can throw a person's biological clock off and cause the winter blues, as they would call it. That is the absolute worst. I totally agree. I'm so glad I don't work anymore, so I don't have to deal with that. Wow, you just are so lucky. (laughs) Um, Again, or not again, I haven't mentioned the next one. <laughs> I mean to say, next one. Um, toys. So every year... <laughs> toys got stress. I don't know why that was so funny. <laughs> Have you ever had to look for batteries at your house for a toy, Lex? No. And your children may not have that, or the parents may not have the battery for that toy? That's not even on my list. I just thought that up. How smart. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> You are so We're smart. losing it today. <laughs> Every year, parents may dread the toys that they ask Santa for. Whether it's... <laughs> that the parents ask Santa for? <laughs> Did I not clarify children? No, you didn't. I'm sorry. Every year, parents dread the toys that their children might ask Santa for. Good job. Whether it's violent video games, toys with millions of tiny little pieces, or ones with batteries. Oh, dang it. It isn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Keep going. <laughs> Okay. So depressing. I thought I was super, <laughs> super intelligent. Michael Gessler, an assistant professor and director of the product design program for a West Paul College, advised people to give their kids in their life the toys that will provide hours and years of creative play. So ones that might not require batteries or electronics or... Well, I think that's smart, too. I found that out pretty quick with you guys, is that if we got you a doll that talked or we got you... The I don't dog know. that pooped. <laughs> what? Or, like, what were they called? The leapfrog things? Oh, yeah. Like leap the, pad. The leap pad. <gasps> I loved with, that thing. You played with it some, but you played with the doctor kit. You played with the, like, chef, like, food and, like, the little something, cash register way more. Just buy something they can use their imagination. Imagination. You'll be less stressed. Awesome. Okay. They, this article goes on to say that the aroma of the holidays, like pine needles, spices, can actually be therapeutic. Which makes sense because I feel like everyone's really happy in regards to like, okay, you're stressed, but you're like happy. Correct. Can you be stressed and happy? You can. Okay. (laughs) It's possible. Retail madness is our next one. Uh, retailers often build complexity in the product pricing, making it harder for shoppers to compare prices, which could be stressful. Which makes sense because finances during the holidays, I think, is probably one of the major stresses for every family. Yeah, and like what you were saying, they dread what their children might ask for. That was actually my first thought was, you know, what if the kid asks for an iPad and you don't have the money for an iPad? Right. That can be stressful. That could be stressful. Um, so basically with all of that, I have some stories. So, and now these stories were from psychology today. Nice. And they're just a few dreams that actually have to deal with Christmas. Okay. So here we go. So the first one says, I had a dream that it was Christmas Eve. My boyfriend and I arrived at my mother's house in the afternoon and she wasn't there. She didn't show up until 530 because she was at the gym. That meant that dinner wouldn't be served until later than 8 o'clock, which is when my boyfriend and I had to leave to take a trip to his parents' house. I was extremely irritated throughout the dream. Oh, yeah. She was probably stressed in real life about 
getting from making, one house to another. Yeah, making plans work with both the families. That would totally make sense. That is such a big stressor, I feel like, for a lot of, like, newlyweds or new relationships and probably old relationships. Honestly. True. <laughs> Next one is, it was the night of my school's Christmas pageant, and I was running late, very late. The pageant was supposed to start at 7.30. I didn't start dressing for it until 7.45. When I finally headed out the door, I was already a half an hour late, and I suddenly realized that I had no idea what I was supposed to do when I'd actually get there. Oh, I hate those kind of dreams where you're, like, trying to get there, trying to get there, trying to get there, and then you're like, oh, and now I'm here, and I don't know what to do. Reminds me of school dreams. Yeah, I think the number one stress dream I dream, and I think I may have mentioned this before, is like taking you kids to work with me when you were little and like just running around the whole day cleaning up after you and never actually doing my work. Oh. And I'm sure I've dreamed about that around Christmas time too. (laughs) Next dream goes on to say, as a child and a few times as an adult, I have a reoccurring dream at Christmas time. Initially, it's happy involving spinning Christmas trees with colored lights. The multiple trees then begin to spin faster. They then unite into a single large tree and come closer. The dream turns darker when the trees begin to be threatening and a whirl of pine needles and colored lights. So I think meaning like it's spinning so fast starts to be threatening. Oh, like with pine needles and lights flies off the trees. Like a tornado tree, basically. Got it. Okay. Eventually, I get stuck into the tree and wake up in a sweat to this day i only use white lights on my christmas tree oh no because that in the dream it was colored lights lights. oh my goodness that's crazy and the next one says last week i dreamed that my brother and i were wrapping christmas gifts he ran out of wrapping paper and asked if i had any i didn't think that i had any left but miraculously pulled out a roll and handed it to him just as i did this i woke up my brother died many years ago He lived in another state and would visit for a week every Christmas, and every time he would come, we would wrap all of his gifts in my wrapping paper. Or no, I'm sorry. Every time he... Let me just start that. Every time he came home, he would wrap all his gifts in my wrapping paper, which irritated me. Also, that's so so cute that after he passed away, then she dreamed that it was like, oh no, I don't have any wrapping paper, but then it was like, oh wait a minute, I do. Yeah. For you. For you. I love you. I know. That's yeah, cute. That's huh? cute. And then another one here is I dreamed that my mom, and then parentheses they say who is deceased. Uh, so she dreams that, or he, that their mom and I were going to the stores to do shopping for Christmas. I didn't want to wake up because if I did, then she would be gone again. And the dream seemed really real. Aw. Mm, so it was like a visitation dream. Mm-hmm. That's so sweet too. Yeah, I thought that was really sweet, and I like to think that during the holiday times when you and dad, unfortunately, get to that point of your lives, I would hope that, like, that would be, like, a comforting dream in that time because things could be very stressful. True. So if you're missing somebody, people in your family. That alone could be stressful Mm -hmm. if you're missing individuals during Christmas time, or not even Christmas time, but, you know, any big event. And just speaking of missing loved ones at Christmas time, I do want to give just a little shout out to my friend's family. I mentioned early on that I had a friend that was dealing with cancer that was untreatable, and she just passed away a little over a week now. And I imagine her family's feeling a lot of stress right now in the holiday season. Yeah, we're sending out good vibes and love to anybody who's missing someone this Christmas. Yes, we are. Or whatever you celebrate. Exactly. If you don't celebrate Christmas... 
that's we're okay. okay with that. <laughs> all right. Um, I think now into Lexi because that's all. Ha- that's all I had is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. I decided to go over some ways that you can reduce stress around the holidays so that we didn't just bombard you with stressful topics and dreams and then leave you hanging. (laughs) So this is from RamseySolutions.com and the article is written by Dr. John Delany, who is like a therapist, I believe, psychologist. Yeah. Okay, so his first tip is to clearly picture the Christmas that you want to have. So set expectations for yourself and others by painting a picture of what you want your Christmas or holiday to look like, Um, like who's sitting around the table at mealtime, what are you eating, what are you talking about or not talking about, are you laughing with your kids as you make Santa-shaped pancakes, are you holding hands with your spouse in front of the fire, maybe you dusted off the old vinyl Christmas album and you're jamming away. Whatever it is, keep that picture at the front of your mind. Share your picture with your loved ones so they can understand where you're coming from and ask them to paint a picture of what they want to so that you can honor them. And if something comes up that threatens to take the place of what's truly important to you and your family, give yourselves permission to say no. Let your calendar and to-do list reflect your picture of Christmas that you want to experience. That's such great advice. Oh, that is. And I like the idea, too, that you're giving your family members a chance to paint their picture, and then that way they can tell you if there's something from your picture that's missing for them. Mm-hmm. That's, like, really important to them if they miss. Mm-hmm. Overall, communication is probably just top priority. Communication is key. Okay, so the second tip is to set boundaries. So over the holidays, you get to decide where you go, how long you stay there, who you invite into your home, and how much money you'll spend. It might feel like your mom, father-in-law, or second cousin will be calling the shots, but it's that's not true. Like, you can choose what you want to do. So it's important to set boundaries before you're knee-deep in Christmas festivities. The last thing you want is to find yourself fighting about politics with your grandma or discussing vaccines with your father-in-law. So, <laughs> this so <is> relevant <laughs> for, this, for, for this year, for sure. I mean, with our family, especially. Mm-hmm. So without boundaries, everyone loses. And before you commit to anything, decide what your limits are for traveling and for hosting guests. Like, are you okay with traveling for three days, two weeks? If you're married, talk to your spouse and create a plan of what works for both of you. But once you decide and commit to seeing family, you must do it with a good attitude. So choose to find joy in all of the hard moments. The next tip is to avoid family conflict. So even the best families can drive you crazy. <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs> Love you guys, but yeah. So this year, before you even pack your bags, spend some time thinking about the potential conflicts that will pop up with your family. If your dad has a pattern of talking bad about a particular group of people, don't be surprised when he begins to go on one of his rants. You can't change him, but you do get to decide, get to decide how you respond. You can ask him to stop or you can get up and leave. Settle in your heart and your mind what you will and won't tolerate. Pay attention to when you feel uncomfortable, awkward, unsafe, embarrassed, or trapped. If someone is drunk or angry or using foul language, you get to decide to walk away. So overall lesson, you don't have to stay in a conversation or stay anywhere that you don't want to. And just because it's the holiday, don't let that... obligated? Yeah. Don't let that change that, basically. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it did. It made sense. (laughs) Don't feel obligated to sit there and and be uncomfortable. You can choose to leave the situation. Mm Mm-hmm. The next tip is to focus on what you can control. There are only two things on planet Earth you can control, your thoughts and your actions. You can't control what your parents say around the dinner table. You can't control your kids' attitudes. And when you choose to let go of what you can't control, you'll automatically reduce the amount of stress in your life by refusing to carry other people's problems. I actually saw something on TikTok like yesterday or the day before. And I thought it was really insightful. And I've never done it before, but that just reminded me of it. What was it? 
it was a guy basically saying, like, give yourself five minutes to complain, like, vent, stress, all of that. But then after the five minutes, say the three words to yourself, I can't control it. That's four. <laughs> four words. But anyways, like, I can't control it. And then move on with your day. Mm-hmm. And oh. I was like, wow. So if something upsets you, just go to some place where you can just openly rant, like, to someone or to yourself? Or to yourself, or okay. just, like, give yourself, like, five minutes to, like, feel just, like, pissed feel off or your whatever emotions. it may be. Yeah. But then after that five minutes, tell yourself out loud, I can't control it, and then move on. Sounds good. And That's I'm like, great wow. advice just every day. I know, but even, like, during what she just said, it was like, wow. Well, and I think... Yeah, in general, not just for the holidays, like letting go of things you can't control. Like when you try to control other people because what they're doing is annoying you and stuff like that, you're only causing yourself more worry when like literally you cannot control what they do. It just reminds me of when when somebody offends you, I think 99% of the time they have no clue they offended you. So if you hold on to that, then you're just hurting yourself. Yeah. Let it go. Let it go. Okay. In stressful seasons... This is the doctor talking in his words. Okay. So in stressful seasons of my life, the first thing I do every morning is make a list of what I'm stressed about. Then I write down things that are in my control. Everything else gets tossed in the trash. Take control and ownership of your own thoughts and actions and do what's best for you and your family. (gasps) That's so good too. So instead of just like brushing it off, focus on what you can control during the holidays and try to lessen your stress that way. Yeah. I, I also like think maybe physically writing it down and watching yourself throw it in the trash Ooh, yeah. might somehow like, you know, really help you let go of those things you can't control. That's like it's in the trash. So it doesn't true. matter. I love that idea, actually. It kind of reminds me. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to share this and no offense to anybody in the family who might know who I'm talking <laughs> about. But somebody in our family once we weren't getting along very well. And so they wrote me this super long letter. And I knew the letter was going to be like hurtful and mean because of the situation. So I just got the letter and I never opened it. I just put it in the cupboard. And I remember years and years later, I found it and I just shredded it, never read it. But I think that it fixed the relationship because that person felt like they were heard. And because I never came back to them with anything, they just felt that I accepted everything they said, even though I never even read what they said. Interesting. So, so even to this day, you have no idea what it said. Yeah. That's some good willpower. And so I, I, would wow. I would be like, I want to know. And so I think for that person, though, that would be the same thing as just writing it and throwing it away. Instead of giving That's it true. to you Instead physically. Of, yeah. Oh, I see. Like I'm just saying the, the act of writing it down and then just like letting it go. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Good advice. Everyone try it. Let us know if you try it and it works for you. I'm going to try it. Okay. Moving on to the next tip is it's to know. Wow. That it's sounded. It's to, to know. <laughs> To know your role in a situation. So sometimes we experience stress because we're taking on roles no one asked us to carry. For example, if you're going to your girlfriend's house for Christmas and you have to sleep on the uncomfortable couch and eat their weird food, remember that you're not the star of the show. It's not your house. Keep your mouth shut and know that your role is to support your partner. Aww, and I would like so to clarify, these aren't my shut. words. These are his <laughs> words. <laughs> but no, that's great advice too. Because I think sometimes it's hard to accept that, that you're not getting exactly everything you want. Mm-hmm. So you just need to go in with it, with that attitude that you're there to be a supportive person and not the center of attention. And if you're the one inviting your significant other to family dinner, be a gracious host or hostess. Remember that your guest is missing out on their traditions. Ask them about what they normally do or any special foods they like to eat and recognize that they might be sad they're missing out on time with their family. 
such great advice. And it reminds me of how sweet your sister-in-law was the first Thanksgiving you spent with Sebastian and she made mashed potatoes for you. Yeah, she did. It was my first Christmas ever away from my family and I was super sad. And my husband's family doesn't normally eat the traditional American Thanksgiving food, but she knew that I loved mashed potatoes. So she made me some and it was really nice. Yeah, you said Christmas away, but it was Thanksgiving. Oh, sorry. I meant Thanksgiving. Yep. Okay, the I next mean, tip. Oh, sorry. Never mind. Does it go? Keep going. Keep <laughs> <Okay>. going. <laughs> the next tip is to say no. And he says, I love Christmas as much as the next person, but no matter who you are, it's absurd to try to attend a million white elephant parties, ornament exchanges, and all the cookie decorating parties. Listen, you can't be everywhere at once. Be really honest with yourself about what you can handle and speak up if it's too much. Wow, sorry, I'm struggling a little. Speak up if it's too much. Instead of going to five Christmas parties, pick one or two. Prioritize your family's time and only commit to what you want to do. It's all about quality, not quantity. And again, you get to choose. But you know who can be everywhere at one time? Santa. Santa. The next tip is to limit your time on social media. There's an overwhelming amount of information, nonsense, and news in our country right now. And probably, honestly, every country. Who knows? <laughs> Not only do we see it on our TVs, but now we're seeing it through social media feeds. It's literally making us insane. If you hear anything from me, hear this. When you're stressed, stay off social media. Those perfectly curated Instagram and Pinterest feeds won't do anything but allow you to compare your holiday plans to your weird coworkers' plans, who you don't even really like anyway. And social media pictures are a fantasy. They're not real. They don't show the burned turkeys, family fights, and mounting piles of credit card debt. This Christmas, spend more time looking into your loved one's eyes than staring at your screens. Hold hands, not video game controllers. Throw a football or kick a soccer ball in real life. Choose human connection, joy, and laughter over thumbs up and retweets. Each one of our electronic devices comes with an off button, so use it. Oh, That is such great advice. I am loving this guy. What's his name again? One moment. <laughs> One <laughs> Do- moment. Dr. Scroll something. back up to the top. Dr. John Delany. Oh, John Delany. Nice he's, job. He's a genius. He's a smart man. All right. The next tip. Make a Christmas budget. And he says, do it right now. <laughs> a budget is creating boundaries for your wallet or bank account. And budgeting helps reduce stress because it gives you a plan for your money. Make a zero-based budget every month before the month begins. Remember, you get to control your thoughts and actions, including your spending. You get to decide where every single dollar in your ba- bank account goes. Budgeting for Christmas will help you to avoid impulse purchases or spending too much money on those white elephant gifts. There's nothing worse than waking up the day after Christmas broke with no idea where your paycheck went. So make a budget and stick to it. You'll be glad you did. Can I add to the budgeting? Yeah. Yeah. I did have a, both of you, yeah, I did have a little bit of it in regards to some of my information, but I didn't share because I figured you'd kind of cover it. Cover that. But in just one of the things here... In regards to a budget, they said try alternatives such as start a family gift exchange, probably with extended, I would kind of think, Mm -hmm. give homemade gifts Mm -hmm. and donate to charities in someone's name. Yeah, I had that. We had that happen before where one of our neighbors just gave us, I think it was like a hand sanitizer or something cute with a little note that they donated like some money to a charity in our name. Oh, that's so cute. Which I thought was very nice. And then also in in, in regards to that as well, it just kind of mentions, you know, don't try to buy happiness with an avalanche of gifts because kind of like that more sentimental gifts can sometimes mean more than a physical. True. And just like with the parties and, and the 
gifts and everything is the quality, not the quantity. The human connection. Mm. Correct. Get connected. On to the next tip. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going there again. Okay. Get plenty of sleep and stay healthy. Anxiety affects at least 40 million people in the U.S. And one of the most powerful tools you have to reduce anxiety is sleep. When you're not getting enough sleep, your brain's emotional centers become overactive, which increases anxiety levels. So instead of staying up late for the third night in a row to binge Hallmark movies, prioritize your sleep. Not only will it keep your stress and anxiety at bay, but it will also help your immune system stay healthy. And don't forget to get outside and move. Exercising gives your body a way to process and release stress hormones, and nature is important for our emotional and physical health. So bundle up and go on your own Christmas lights walk tour or get an epic... Get in an epic snowball fight. Play is exercise too. And anything is better than nothing. Being sick at Christmas time is the absolute worst, but exercising, getting outside, and resting are immune boosting activities that will help you feel strong, peaceful, and healthy. Such great advice as well. And that's something we definitely forget to do in the winter if you live in a very cold area. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not going outside. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I only go out there to take Tucker out to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Well, our uh, mailbox isn't right in front of the house. And so I've been trying to do that. I Walk get, to the mailbox? I put the kitties in the little uh, oh, stroller that I borrowed from Tasha and I take them on a walk with Tucker to go get the mail. I love that. Okay, next tip. Sorry, we're nearing the end, but they're good tips. You can't be mad that there's so many. Is to protect your downtime. This is a season of giving, but don't give so much of yourself away that you have nothing left to give. If you keep your peace and quiet, you'll keep your sanity. Make time to enjoy the things you love. Read a book, do a Christmas devotional, keep your joy intact by creating some breathing room between parties, travel schedules, deadlines at work, and shopping trips. Another key is to try to stick to your normal routine. If your average day starts with waking up, pouring yourself a cup of coffee, and reading the newspaper, don't skip it. If you exercise every day, keep exercising. Keeping your routine helps you stay calm and focused on the day ahead. Plus, it's a really great way to stay sane, especially when you're sharing a bathroom with your in-laws. Next is to ask good questions. I'm willing to bet you don't get to see your extended family all that often, so when you do, why not take the time to get to know them on a deeper level? Instead of making awkward small talk and asking them vague stuff like, so what's new, really dig in and see if you can learn something about them you didn't know before. Be curious and not judgmental. Ask your grandparents for their best piece of marriage advice. Ask your five-year-old nephew which superhero he would want to be and why. Oh, okay. So just not not an open-ended question, really. Well, I, yeah. I mean, it is, but more direct. Be intent with your questions to actually try to get to know people or have not just how's it been? Have good conversations. Oh my gosh, I haven't seen you in like six months. Well, you know, for us, everything feel better. We're going to be at the parties and we're going to be like, so what dreams have you been having lately? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure we'll learn a lot. We will. The last and final tip is to make connection your number one priority. He says, I'd like to say that relationships are your emergency fund for life. So I invite you to think of this season as a chance to stockpile those funds. Make people your top priority. Christmas time is meant to be filled with joy, thankfulness, lingering conversations over the dinner table, and lots of laughter. But connection doesn't happen by accident. You must be intentional. Don't get so caught up in the mania that you forget to enjoy the people you're doing all of this for. So yeah, I really enjoyed that article. I think it was like, like when I first looked up tips for stress, I was like, oh, it's going to be like, breathe. <laughs> yeah, but he actually breathe. gave some really Meditate. good tips. I think I may need to follow him. I wonder if he has like an Instagram or I'm something. I'm sure he does. I'm sure well, he's look got it up. I'm definitely going to look it up because this was great advice. I could see like, it makes sense and it's things that you can actually do. Mm-hmm. It's not just random 
Like breathe stuff. Like breathe. I think we all know how to do that. (laughs) I think the most important one that he mentioned would be to let go of the things that you can't control. Correct. And to try to remember the whole reason why you're getting together with people Mm -hmm. and try to funnel it towards, you know, good conversations and not just random crap or letting, you know, disputes and things like that come up. I think if you're more direct about what you talk about, you can kind of sidestep some of that stuff. Like if you say, oh, what's new? And someone decides to bring up like a new law that's trying to be passed and then everyone starts arguing about it. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. So true. Ask them their best marriage advice. (laughs) (laughs) Or for their best recipe or anything like that. All right. Do you guys have anything else to share? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. That was really really, really, really good. Blown. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That was good advice. So I hope you guys appreciated this. Of course, um, we just want to thank you again for listening. We would love for you to send us any stories, dreams, you know, if you have any fun stuff happened during the holidays that this either helped with or didn't help with, feel free to tell us about it. And you can email that to deadtotheworldpodcast at gmail.com. And then make sure to rate and review us on both Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and Podchaser. We'd really appreciate it. And our social medias are Ditches World Podcast, and we'd really appreciate a follow. So join us next time to find out what happens when we are dead to the world. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas.